Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Brian Zerman with Becker's Healthcare. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Helen Figge, Chief Strategy Officer, Medicasoft, an Adjunct Professor and Executive in Residence at Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences University. Helen, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So let's dig in here. So what, what challenges did this shift to virtual care amid the pandemic create for providers in terms of, you know, data management? And can you talk a bit more, too, about uh, how did healthcare organizations sort of adjust to these challenges? So the pandemic caused really an immense impact on hospital systems, businesses, schools, our economy overall. So we all really needed to embrace the challenge given to us, still be accountable, and work together for the common good. And those that had reliable fire-based data platforms, for example, that were supportive of their staff and client access, which was oftentimes remote, were able to adapt and adjust while other healthcare entities were not so lucky. So as the pandemic continued, more healthcare delivery became tele-remote. So the need to utilize innovative technologies that really worked became apparent, such as online meeting entities, clinical screening, as well as patient portal communications between the provider and their patients. So we definitely saw a shift in communication, and it definitely was a weeding out process for those technology that didn't work, and those that were successful are still um, in practice today. Thank you, Helen, for, for that overview there. Can can you talk a bit more then also, too, about how else COVID-19 altered the way hospital and health system leaders use data now? Well, you know, how did the healthcare organizations adjust first to even accumulating the data? A lot of the data came from remote uh, telemonitoring, mo- uh, mobile devices. So the pandemic actually raised opportunities to advance information management, data accumulation, work practices and advance a technology such as a patient portal. I can't really um, enthusiastically enough support patient portal use, which became invaluable for collecting and disseminating information to patients, whether it be COVID updates, whether it be uh, reminding them of appointments. And these patients really were able to maintain communication between their providers, between their communities, through these patient portal mechanisms. And a great example and success story that really came to shine in the clinical and healthcare setting is the Delaware Health Information Network um, that really became an integral part of the pandemic tracing and tracking and data accumulation in their region. And we realize now more than ever our reliance on organizations like this with proven successes in handling the health data. So health exchanges, for instance, will need to be even more recognized as we move along in the various data establishments working together for the common good. Yeah, so, so, so you've laid out here just how, I mean, like the point about portals is so important um, and the sort of enhanced communication that's, that's gone on throughout the pandemic around data. But I'm curious about, in your opinion, you know, what what's continuing perhaps to, to hinder um, or, or slow data flow as, as you see it in healthcare today? Well, the slow, I think, is really data still sits in silos in many instances. Many can't figure out how to resolve that. 
We have mobile um, Apple Watches and various mobile devices that are trying to track data, but it still sits somewhere and it doesn't get really resolved and acted upon on, on the provider level. So many have systems that are also legacy and need fine tuning to add requirements such as fire standards that are scalable. And this really, this hindering of data flow needs to be addressed because it's it's paramount for sustainability of our data overall. We may have another um, uh, unfortunate episode where we have to again uh, rely on the the data being able to be accessed regardless of the physical displacement of the person accessing it, delivering it, reading it, analyzing it. Uh, another factor is the rules of engagement of data exchange. Some entities have more secure protocols in place than others, and we really need to approach data security with objectivity, not hysteria. And we know data breaches can occur and put in place we can safety measures and people skills first and foremost as the front line to avoid data breaches, to allow a confidence to data exchange among discrepant systems. And this should minimize the, the hindrance of data flow. So it's a compilation of many, many factors that go into the lack of data flowing consistently, reliably, and actionable. Thank you for, for sort of comprehensively putting those different disparate points together for us. But I, I'm curious if you can also talk about, you know, what what can best enhance decision-making processes for, for providers? And, and the second part of that question would be, what about patients as well? So I think the most important thing for decision-making processes for the providers is supporting their ability to communicate securely with their patients and being able to practically accumulate data as they need it with minimal effort to support the provider spending more time with the patients versus spending time with online technologies and trying to figure out where they need to find the data. At any given time, providers need their data and use all of the information to manage the health of the patient. So it's sort of like a puzzle. And the ability to enhance decision-making comes from the ability to have access to the data that you need to review to make a sound judgment as a provider. So the ability for us to communicate, again, patient portals were totally underestimated prior to the pandemic, but the Delaware Health Information Network became really the cornerstone as an example in Delaware where people wanted to get COVID results, wanted to understand um, where they can get a vaccination. All of this information that was able to be transmitted in real time, remote, reliable, and executionable. And that is powerful, and that's how we can really find the best use cases that created us to get through this pandemic and see how they do it and replicate it. And I think that's going to enhance decision-making for the providers. But, you know, getting back to your question, having the patients gather and use all of their health information is really going to help the provider in the end, collecting all of that data, wherever it's coming from, and the ability to now even direct message 
um, is underutilized. And it may be a burden for providers at times, um, but there needs to be a balance of the two. So if used correctly, for instance, regarding patients, uh, direct messaging could put simple things in queue and help the provider care for their patients, but have the patients feel secure when they're remote, when they can't reach their provider face-to-face, -face, that they could at least get their questions answered. Absolutely. I, this has obviously been a very challenging time for the industry, and I don't want to diminish that at all. But as you've just laid it out, it's also somewhat of an exciting time from a, from a technology perspective and the use of data. So I want to close here by just asking you what excites you most about the future of, of data in healthcare? We will hopefully continue to see an expanded health data ecosystem systematically and methodologically with an expanded partner's outside of the large networks of data that we rely on right now, and this useful data being analyzed regardless of where the data originates. We have to make sure the data is sound, secure, reliable, and actionable. And I think it is finally catching on that the core to a successful healthcare outcome and a healthcare business model is its relevant data delivered in a timely and secure manner, that then helps make a decision for someone's healthcare fate more profound, more visible, and more successful. And if we could apply the same analytic tools to any and all pieces of data, again, regardless of origin, will also help support healthcare equity and sustainability. And that would be really cool and welcomed in today's healthcare environment. I mean, it sounds like uh, we're we're on the precipice of really getting the most out of all this data that that's been accumulated, right? Really, truly making it actionable. So, Helen, thank you so much for for laying all that out for us. Thank you, thank you. I think you know what brings travesties of healthcare also bring opportunities, and I really believe that we can learn from what we've gathered in this pandemic and create new models that are sustainable and hopefully it weeded out things that we didn't need or were useless. And I'm really excited that, you know, maybe it will catch on now that it's all about the data and its ability to be reliable. And I think that's really a, a cool and welcome event. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great place for us to close. So, Helen, thank you so much for your time and your insights today. Really appreciate it. And to our listeners, you. you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.